Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 52 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, 2021 Retail Trends. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Episode 52, I can't believe it. That means I've been podcasting for an entire year. I've taken breaks, but 52 episodes, and that's one a week, plus all the little bonus episodes that I do. Really, it's just crazy to me that we're on number 52. So wow, thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate your feedback. Um, I appreciate you downloading the episode, subscribing to the podcast, sharing your suggestions with me. I appreciate all of you. So I wanted to make sure I took a moment to say thank you. My intention for this episode is to help answer questions about some of the things we can expect as retail business owners in 2021. Clearly, I can't predict the future. And with this pandemic, who knows, like really, who knows what is going to happen in the new year. But I hope this episode helps you out in some way. So as usual, I want to start off with a shopkeeper shout out. And today's shopkeeper shout out actually goes out to a bunch of people. It goes out to all of the independent retail store owners who started paying themselves in 2020. I know episodes like 51, the salary goals of independent retailers, it really resonated with lots of you. And I know this because I hear from you. I see the comments in groups. I'm getting messages. And this year, I've seen many shopkeepers, particularly in master shopkeepers, start paying themselves. And this isn't like a reckless or impulsive decision. They're making this decision for two reasons. They identify that they deserve it. They work really hard for it. And or they know their financial numbers now and they feel confident that they can make this happen. I'm not saying that these retailers are hitting their goals um, in terms of salary, but they're starting somewhere and I'm loving it. So whether you're in master shopkeepers or not, If you started paying yourself in 2020, I'm celebrating you today. Okay, let's get started on episode 52 because I have a feeling this one's going to be a little bit longer. And today I really want to approach this like a casual conversation with you about some of the things we can expect in 2021. Again, I know no one has a magic ball, but I think it's important to share some of the things I'm learning, some of the things I'm seeing and hearing. So I'm going to first start off with I guess the people who go to markets, the retailers who go to markets, um, the buyers, the vendors, the showrooms, the people that experience all of that. So the first thing that I want to talk about is if you plan on attending a market in 2021, please make appointments. Um, I've seen some independent retailers go to a couple market events in 2020 and were um I guess, just disappointed that they made the investment in traveling there and a lot of the showrooms were closed or they weren't able to actually get an appointment in the showroom they were looking to go through. So have a plan, make your appointments, make sure that the showrooms that you want to go to are open. Uh, Make sure that that investment and you traveling to that market, because for some of us, that investment can be a, a chunk of money. So I just want to make sure that you're not wasting your time 
and that when you go to market, you're getting everything you need out of it. Um, and speaking of markets, I want to I add too that buyers are seeing fewer new product introductions. And it's no surprise, I'm sure a lot of the manufacturers are being a little bit leaner and not investing in creating new product lines. So I wanted to mention that. And that buyers and vendors are having more honest conversations as they should. Um, so even if in a situation where you're seeing supply chain disruption, uh, and we're seeing that, we definitely saw that early on in 2020, retailers should be having conversations with their vendors. So don't be afraid to ask, because let's say, for instance, you're looking for a particular product or you were reordering because it was doing really well in your store and you're noticing that you're not able to order it now, reach out to that salesperson, reach out to the vendor, have the conversation with them and find out, do they have an alternative? Do they have another suggestion? Are other buyers um, having success and other retailers having success with other products that they sell? So I think it's important to have those conversations. So don't be afraid to reach out because you just don't know until you ask. The other thing that I'm saying is retailers are taking less risk on trends. Again, no surprise. But when retailers are taking less risk, they're avoiding the trends. So this all makes sense, which kind of takes us back to the basics. And if your customers are just buying the basics, stick with those, stick with what's working well, maybe dabble in the trends a little bit. Um, that's the last thing I wanted to mention about buying and markets. This episode is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto is a payroll software system for small businesses that makes it easy to add new hires, calculate and withhold taxes, process payroll for employees and contractors, and stay compliant. Even better, Gusto is affordable for small retail business owners. If you're looking to hire and you're overwhelmed by what to withdraw, how to calculate it, what paperwork you need to file, Gusto makes it really easy to manage payroll. The system does it all for you. If you want more like time tracking, workers' compensation benefits, or other benefits for employees, Gusto offers those services too. We all learned in 2020 the value of payroll employees versus subcontractor employees particularly when we applied for federal assistance programs or local and national grants. If you know it's time to build a team of payroll employees or you're frustrated with your current payroll provider and you want to try Gusto for one month free, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Gusto for a special link. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Gusto, G-U-S-T-O. Next one is being online, e-commerce. There is a report by Shopify. It's titled The Future of E-Commerce. I am going to link it in the show notes. This was really, really valuable, especially if you plan on going all in or investing more time into the e-commerce portion of your business. So I'll link it in the show notes so that you can see it. I think it was almost 90 pages and I don't think I'm completely through the entire report. It's still up in one of my tabs. I've been taking in, taking it in a little bit at a time. But the one thing that I want to say is e-commerce is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. I recently went shopping because we were trying to support some of those small local businesses in our area, my husband and I. And we went and we were in um, just a cute little shop in an area close to our home. And I actually heard the store owner have a conversation with a customer 
that had asked her, you know, are you online? And she says, yes. And she sounded really disgusted. And she said, unfortunately. And I guess that made me think about how some retailers are resisting being online. And I completely understand that we love our stores and we love our brick and mortar spaces. But I want you to start to embrace being online and being part of the e-commerce world. It is extremely, extremely important. It's not going away. If anything, it's growing. So I want you to start to embrace that. There's a graphic that I'm going to share that shows that when COVID hit and we were all mandated to close, most of us, um, how much e-commerce skyrocketed. I think the graphic, and and of course, I'll share it in the show notes, that will be SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 52. Uh, This graphic will be there. It's actually pretty amazing. It shows that e-commerce grew for three months in 2020. The same amount shows the same amount of growth the 10 years prior to that. That's crazy. Did I say that correctly? So in three months, it grew the equivalent of what the growth was 10 years prior to that. So I'll share that in the show notes. Um, Just kind of shows you how much people are shopping online now. And I really don't think that's um, going to go away. Maybe the growth will decrease or level out, but I don't see it going away. All right, next thing I want to talk about is social selling. It's at an all-time high. And if you don't know what social selling is, if you've ever heard of a software program called Comment Sold, it's that's exactly what it is. It just makes it easier for your customers to comment on a post or on a video that they're watching and say that they're interested in buying it. And then the software automatically sends them an invoice. It is at an all-time high, that kind of selling on social media. You don't have to have software to do that for you. It just becomes a little tedious for retailers, especially who have a higher volume of sales online, uh, for them to generate the invoices and get those out and do what they need to do. The software simplifies it. I did recently publish a blog post with a free checklist to help you prepare for a Facebook Live clearance event. And you don't need the fancy equipment or the software to do it. You really, what I'm finding is you really just need a plan. So I created a checklist to make it easier for you. Now we have a full video lesson, the checklist, I think a sample spreadsheet in the shopkeepers lab. But if you just want the simple checklist, it's available through my blog. And I'll link that in the show notes too. All right, the next thing I want to mention is a stronger bond with vendors, which I kind of touched on earlier about having conversations. But this one actually really relates to the independent retailers being able to sell online. So a good example that I can give is when my sister and I first started our business, a lot of the manufacturers and the vendors that we buy from at America's Mart didn't have a website or an online presence. So we weren't able to use their images or get copy for product descriptions. And of course, you should be making product descriptions that fit your brand, that fit your style, that fit your type of store. But if you need, if you like, let's say you're you're adding in 50 new items in your inventory and you just need to get them in there, sometimes it helps to have the product descriptions from those vendors' websites just to get you started, at least to give you the dimensions and all of that. So it's nice to see that a lot of those companies are now creating websites to make it, it makes it easier for you to not only order, 
But for you to capture that information and be able to use it for your own website, it has to save hours and hours of work for the independent retailers. And the other thing that I wanted to add, now that I'm looking at my notes, is this is the type of work, adding all of these inventory items into our system, that's the type of work that hopefully in 2021, I personally will be handing off either to a virtual assistant or to a part-time employee. I've identified that 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 just takes up so much of our time and it is $10 to $15 an hour work and that's not where I want to dedicate my time. Okay, so the next thing about e-commerce that I want to mention, payment plans. So there's pay in four, I think it's called on PayPal, Klarna and Afterpay are apps on Shopify. I'm sure there are many others, but considering the unemployment rate and how some people are experiencing tough financial situations, Offering a payment plan option on your website might help you and your customer because you'll be able to get them to shop with you and it'll help them out in terms of being able to afford it. And then the last thing that I want to mention is unfortunately not such a positive one. This one's increased online advertising prices. So if you've advertised with Facebook and or Instagram before and you know I see the value in it because you've heard me talk about it. Um, it sounds like the pricing is increasing. So I think in years past, from what I read while doing research for this episode, you know, it might have been $15 to acquire a new customer. It sounds like that price has gone up to about 30 And I think it's because so many people have shifted to selling and advertising online because of the current pandemic. So just another thing to keep in mind. Again, I'm going to have some um, extra graphics and information in the show notes for this episode. Okay, this leads me to shipping. And I think this quote came from that Shopify report that I mentioned earlier. It said, never has the consumer expected more of businesses. Not only do shoppers want to buy online, they also expect it to be fast and convenient. So I want to add a thought to this. Most independent retail store customers understand that we are not Amazon and they give us more grace on that super fast shipping that they expect from Amazon and from other big box retailers. But you will probably have at least a handful of customers who might just, not that they put this expectation on you, but just naturally kind of expect it and be surprised that they don't have their package within a day or two. So my tip for independent retailers is to always be really clear about your turnaround time or the days that your store are closed, any kind of information like that, you want to put it everywhere. You want to repeat it in your social media posts. You want to have it in your, you know, even in your Facebook profile description, all over your website. Use the shipping policy on your website. Use the banner areas on your website to keep customers informed about what the current shipping times are, or if you ship on only on specific days. If you feel like you share it once and that's enough, you'll be surprised. You want to repeat this information over and over and over again, not only to educate your customers, but because it's natural for most people to just maybe read it once and it doesn't click. You want to be repetitive. Even if you feel like you're beating a dead horse, you still want to repeat it over and over again. You know, customers who shop small and order from independent retailers, they do generally understand that free shipping can be challenging and cut into profits for small business owners. 
So you might want to consider offering a flat rate, maybe between $5 and $7 on orders that are less than $100, and then maybe offer free shipping on $100. That can feel good to them. But keep this in mind. For us, generally, that means we pay my, at my own store $3 out of pocket to ship an order. If $3 hurts your business pocketbook, then you may need to raise your prices to offset your shipping rate offers. So just keep in mind your average order price, what you think your customers would like, how much an average order or how much an order needs to be in order for you to make free shipping worth it for yourself and and I guess for the customer too. This episode is brought to you by Tundra. Tundra is an online marketplace for retailers in the United States and Canada. And what I really like about Tundra is that they eliminate transaction fees and markups. As a result, Tundra empowers their community of buyers and suppliers to keep reinvesting in themselves. As a shop small advocate and a buyer for my own retail store, I appreciate that the makers aren't taking a hit on their profit margin when I order from them on Tundra. From home decor to beauty and fashion, there are hundreds, probably even thousands of suppliers to buy from. If you're a brick and mortar store owner and you open a new account, you'll get $50 off your first purchase with Tundra. To get this special offer, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Tundra. Again, it's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Tundra, T-U-N-D-R-A, and you'll get a special link to get $50 off your first purchase. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is merchandising in brick and mortar stores right now. So plug and play displays, more of like the grab and go concept is working well in stores right now. And of course, that makes sense. There's a renewed focus on displays, organizational merchandising, where it encourages touch but limits it. So customers can see all options and grab one item without maybe without touching everything on the display. We're calling it pandemic proof. I know, it's weird. So I just want to make sure that you are being, I guess, conscientious about the way things are displayed in your store. Think of ways you can get customers to forget about the fear of touching things. And on some displays, this just isn't going to be possible. So for instance, in our store, you know, especially with the with the items that have odors or scents, they want to be able to smell them. They want to open up the container. So maybe open them all at the beginning of the day, close them all to preserve the scent. At the end of the day, maybe have a bottle of hand sanitizer out next to it so that if they do open them up, they're able to use the hand sanitizer before and after they're done. Okay, and then the next thing I want to talk about are some product trends. And there was a really great series of videos that America's Mart shared. I will also link it in the show notes. And this is where I gathered some of this information from, so I want to make sure that I credit them. Um, And I think it was springboardfutures.com, but again, I'll I'll share it in the show notes. And in there, they said that purchases now have a one-year cycle because of the pandemic. So if you're an independent retailer who maybe bought something last year and it was spring and then it didn't sell, there's the possibility that it could probably sell again this spring. Again, because um, people have slowed down regarding trends, because people weren't able to purchase things for that season last year. So just keep that in mind. You may not want to get rid of it in a clearance sale um, immediately. Maybe try it again in the season 
and then move forward from there. So some of the trends that they talked about in home decor was decor for high foot traffic home areas. Um, Obviously, a lot of people are spending times in their kitchens and their living and family rooms and outdoor spaces. They want to be able to decorate those spaces and feel comfortable and feel cozy and feel comforted. So keep that in mind when you're buying. Rugs and wall art are trending more towards serene themes. Again, I feel like a lot of people are uh, feeling the stress of being stuck at home. So a lot of serene themes are, are growing. Color, I think it's because people it's making people happy. A lot of wovens. Uh, spirit or spiritual trends. And of course, that makes sense too. Curated collections was another thing that they mentioned. And I thought this was a great point because they said people are experiencing decision fatigue. And when that happens, they just want to have a collection of items that they can buy and call it a day. And that makes sense. That's probably more towards me, the, the person who doesn't always enjoy shopping. Just give me the whole package and, and I'll be done, and it's taken care of, and I don't have to think about it too much. Centerpieces, place cards, things like that, because of smaller groups, more intimate. Um, you want to make your home and that dining experience feel good. The other one that, that they mentioned that I appreciated was making home chores feel more cheerful and enjoyable. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been loading up the dishwasher and running that dishwasher and doing dishes and doing laundry because we're home all the time. So again, it makes sense. Oh, and the other thing was electronic, accessories for electronics, I can't talk. Cell phone and iPad stands, just because we're all FaceTiming more, we're Zooming more. Um, I thought that was a great point too. Uh, Home office was the next one. Desktop gift items, because so many people are working from home. A return to stationery and paper products. Um, it really caters to handwritten notes. For sure, that's happening. I personally have done it a lot myself. I appreciate when someone ha- sends me a handwritten note. I think that's happening way more. And then in the uh, cards and expressionist category, um, I thought this was interesting. They said snarky, negative, sassy, those types of uh Uh, themes were really popular prior to the pandemic hitting. But now um, it's more compassion, empathy, kind, inspiration, more positivity, female empowerment. Those are the themes that they're seeing more in the cards and expressionist categories. Okay. And then the next, I have a few more. Quality time, of course, is important because we're home more. So there was a product that they talked about was a quality time phone pouch. I think it was by Kickerland, Uh, and it's when families are actually sitting down to dinner and they've been home together all week that that time, that one or two hours at dinner, however much time you spend, maybe it's 30 minutes, but everyone's electronics go into this bag and no one can be on their phones during that time. I appreciate that. I think it's a good idea. Um, A couple other things are craft culture. Puzzles. I've heard this so much in my groups. Puzzles were and still are selling like crazy. You know, family games, activities for kids, activities for adults. Uh, All of that's really important right now to keep people's minds occupied and busy and not so bored. Uh, Again, games. And then the next category or next thing that I wanted to talk about was giftables. 
Um, there are some really funny, humorous things out, out there. Um, there's a set of comical, like, toothbrushes. The, the toothbrush actually said, hey, cranky pants, which I thought was cute. And I think that's Blue Q, BlueQ.com. Um, a couple other brands that had some pretty funny, funny items in their categories were um, Holligan's, Whiskey River Soap. And then the one thing that they mentioned, too, were candles, scents with names that evoke emotions. I thought that was really interesting, too. Of course, moving on, sustainable items. Huge. That's really big right now. There was an example of recycled bottles that you can use as candle holders, but you needed this little, um, I think it was called Bottle Labra. You need the little insert that goes on the top of the the bottle. You know, some bottles are really beautiful. You can put this little insert in, and then you can display um, tapered candles. It's a really great idea. So anything sustainable is going to be really popular. Still, I think that's going to continue to grow throughout the years, regardless of the pandemic. Um, of course, g- uh, germ and safety items are, are really popular. I've seen some really cool things there. Pet gifts, for sure. Adoption rates grew by 90% during the pandemic. So anything pet-related is going to be popular. Health and fitness, of course, working out at home, being comfortable. That leads to uh, apparel, you know, the focus on athleisure. You want to look cute, but you want to be really comfortable. And then the last thing that I want to mention are CBD products. Now, I want to warn that listing CBD products either on Facebook on social media, running ads to them that might even be prohibited. I'm I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, But you want to be really careful about these listings. I don't think these platforms have caught on or or they're really cautious about it. And I get it. But the one thing that I wanted to mention wasn't necessarily about that. It's that CBD product brands are elevating their style. So, you know, some of these brands are looking really, really more appealing to the consumer. Um, So I just wanted to mention that. I thought that was interesting for those of you that carry CBD products, but maybe the product line, the aesthetic of the product line doesn't fit your gift shop or your store. I think I have a couple other things to mention. Experiences, of course, so many of us miss in-store events. Um, So you want to start getting really creative with this and convert your physical in-store experiences into virtual ones. I've seen some really creative things done in my own groups. Maybe I can do that as a podcast episode. So consider that moving forward. Unfortunately, I think, you know, many of us will continue to either be quarantined or staying at home probably well into 2021. And then there's another report I'm going to link in the show notes too. It was on consumer trends and it was um, done by Sullivan Gift, sullivangift.com. I'll link that in the show notes. Um, And it talks about how seasonality affects home decor for consumers. I thought that was really interesting. So we'll share a couple of the graphics from that and of course the full article. And then the last thing that I want to mention, I think, oh no, there's more. I knew this one would be a long one. Shopping small. People are doing it. People are really feeling it. People are get, or feel like the pull and the tug to support the small businesses. You know, make sure that you are showing your customers appreciation for that. Uh, make sure that you're sharing other small businesses in your area. It's the one thing I've seen a lot, and I really appreciate it. So many people from other businesses to regular customers to new customers 
Keep tagging us on posts on Instagram. Keep sharing us in Instagram stories. And that makes a difference. I can see it because we're seeing a lot of new customers, which we haven't seen before. Ride that wave. Enjoy it, but also appreciate it. And the next thing that I want to mention, gift cards. You can do promotions for gift cards. Of course, I don't want you to to cut into your profit margin too much. But the one thing that I want to mention that I've been reading is e-gift cards. They're not, um, it sounds like independent retailers aren't offering this as much as they should be. But because of the e-commerce trend in 2021, we're going to see it growing. Make sure that you have that option available. Um, People do appreciate an e-gift card. It's an easy way to just send a gift through email. Um, They don't have to come into the store to buy the card. They don't have to mail the card. It's very convenient. So if you haven't implemented that yet, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. And then the last thing that I want to mention is if you're still stuck and you don't know what your customers want, you're not sure what to do in 2021, you're not sure what they want to buy from you, you're not sure what they're looking for, send them a survey. A survey is a great, and it could be just 10 questions. A survey is a great way to gauge from your customers what they want to buy from you, what they want to see in your store maybe what online experiences they want to see, send them a survey. And sometimes when you send a survey, it can be skewed if people who don't normally shop with you answer the survey. You could also create the survey and maybe send it to your top 50 customers. I think that's a great idea. Then you know for sure it's your ideal person, it's your ideal customer. Um, I have used Typeform. It's listed on my resources page on my website, and I'll link it in the show notes too. It's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash resources, or you can even use a Google form. Typeform does have a free plan, so if you don't create more than maybe like five forms, it's free, but when you start to add more forms, um, you'd have to upgrade to a paid plan, but they do have a free one. It works great. Or you can use Google Form to do something like this. Again, I think a survey is huge. I actually plan on surveying both people that shop at our store I'm going to do this in early 2021, and I'm sending out a survey, and I'll share more about this for Savvy Shopkeeper. It's very, very informative and helpful. So to summarize, I know I covered a lot in this episode, and it was a hodgepodge of topics. Does anyone say hodgepodge anymore? (laughs) But we have so much to consider heading into 2021. I hope you found this helpful. And if you have a trend or something that you're seeing that's coming up for 2021 that you think it's really important for me to share, you know, the one thing I always say is I don't know it all, but I do love to share as much as I I research and as much as I know. But if you do have something to share, please DM me on Instagram. Uh, Maybe I can do a follow-up to this episode if there are enough ideas, suggestions, or trends that you're seeing. But you can DM me on Instagram, and my username is at Savvy Shopkeeper, and that's two Vs at Savvy Shopkeeper. Whew, I have to breathe. Okay, (laughs) I talked a lot in this episode. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 52. We'll have that linked in the show notes too. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.